This is Talking Small Business with Kat Schmoyer and Megan Martin, a podcast for creatives who like to keep it real about what it actually takes to grow an online business. We're competitors turned biz besties who chat daily, and now we're bringing you into the conversation. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Talking Small Business. And this episode, Megan's in the hot seat a little bit more, you guys. I mean, I'm going to weigh in too, but it's a little bit more on Megan and I am thrilled about it. So we are talking about Black Friday sales. This episode is going to be specifically important for those of y'all tuning in that have digital products. So um, if you are, I guess, even tangible products, we can Mm -hmm. talk about ways to do that for those of you guys that have like physical products too. But for those of you guys in the product world who are maybe starting to think about like, should I do a Black Friday sale? What should that look like? Oh no, maybe I'm too late in the game and I don't have time to put together something for Black Friday. Um, We want to like talk about some of that. And um, Megan's done a good bit of Black Friday sales in her career. So I'm throwing her in the hot seat, asking her some questions and excited to dive right in. So Megan, give us some background. Tell us about your very first Black Friday sale. When was it? How did it go? Give us the details. So my first Black Friday sale was um, probably like four years ago, I think. Yeah, somewhere around like four or five years ago. And um, I'm just going to be real with you. I had, yeah, it was four years ago because my son was a newborn. My son crew was born on November 6th and then Black Friday. Okay, so we know Black Friday, was, what is it, like November 25th or no, it's like Something. 26th? I don't know. We I think know. it changes because Thanksgiving changes. It's okay. the Friday after Thanksgiving. Obviously, yeah. okay. <laughs> Point being, I had a newborn in my Right, arms. that was crazy for you to be like, yay, Black Friday. Yeah, so, and so that, that season, like right before prior to crew being born, I, I was like so on it with my marketing and like pre-planned content for my entire maternity leave. Everything was done and written and the graphics were designed and everything was scheduled, which is so very unlike me. I don't even know where that came from. It was like, a I don't know, some spirit nesting me. for your business. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I did all of this. It was like months worth of content that was done. And I had my son and I like took a real break, like wasn't working at all. And I, I'm telling you, it was like out of the blue. I'm like, I want to host a black Friday sale. And I, I had a newborn <laughs> in my arms <laughs> and, and I didn't have anything ready to go for this Black Friday sale. I'm just like, I'm just going to try this. You know, like everyone does Black Friday sales. I'm going to do it. So I just said, I like put it up there that my shop, I had like PDF type templates at the time. Um, and I'm like 40% off three days. And I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't do a bunch of emails. I wasn't like, I had no strategy. I, I think I sent an email every day. And I think I talked about it on social media a few times. And I remember at the end of that Black Friday sale, I made $3,000. And I was like, what is this life? Like, I was like, in three days, I made $3,000. And I planned absolutely nothing. Like, what just happened? I was blown away. And like, looking back now, like $3,000, that's a lot of money. But like, it's not that much money in the world of Black Friday, if you know what I'm saying. Right, right. And- Um, so I just remember being like, 
I cannot believe this happened. And there is something to be said about sales and also like this digital business model in general. But definitely, I was like a big believer that there's something about Black Friday that actually does work. Like I could have, anyone could have figured that out from Black Friday for (laughs) decades, but whatever. It was like my eye opening experience that this could be a really powerful time for my business. I love that. But I think it's, it's interesting though, because even though we know like, well, everybody does Black Friday, there's still the thought of, well, everybody does Black Friday. So no one's going to pay attention to me because everybody else is also doing it on Black Friday. Which is true. I mean, the competition is fiercer than I can even explain. It's ridiculous. Obviously now I have more strategy going into it so I can like (laughs) combat that a little bit, but I think you just Mm -hmm. have to, again, it's like, Oh, I feel like I'm like a broken record at this point, but we've, we've got to stop working from a place of scarcity. Like, yes, everybody else is doing black Friday, but it actually works to your advantage. That's the reason why black Friday is what it is. It's because every business under the sun is doing some sort of promotion. And so, you know, as a consumer that it's the time to shop. So think about how you shop and like the businesses that you go to, to purchase from, like you might not, you might not be purchasing because you randomly saw some social media post. I know for me on black Friday, I'm seeking out my brands that I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with to see mm-hmm. if they have any promotions that day or that weekend. How about you, Kat? Absolutely. I literally will make a list on the notes of my phone. So like, I'm not forgetting the businesses that I know I want to hit. So whether it's like physical things, like I'm starting to shop for Christmas and I know certain brands that I want to go to their websites or make sure I'm hitting the doorbuster um, or other small business owners that I've been like eyeing a, you know, course or product or whatever it is. And now is the time to buy. Yeah. I'm literally like on black Friday, I'm on Instagram. I don't see everybody's feed posts, but I'm like searching my favorite brands to see if they have deals, or I'm even in my email inbox searching the brand name to see like what Mm -hmm. email did they send? So yes. Or so no, I'm probably not seeing every single promotional post or every single promotional email that hits my online world, but I'm seeking it out as a consumer. And I just have to believe that other consumers are just like me. For sure. For sure. Um, I'd love your thoughts on Black Friday starting early. Like I feel like every year it's been starting earlier and earlier and all of a sudden it'll be like the Monday before Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving. And it's like pre Black Friday. I'm like, what's like now Black Friday? Like when is the sale? Like in your experience, like what have you done? Do you feel like there are pros and cons to starting it early, keeping it just to kicking off on Black Friday? Love your thoughts. I, I'm not against having a pre black Friday timeframe sale. I just don't like it when it's called pre black Friday. Like it's annoying. Yeah. Like black Friday <laughs> is a day. Okay. Like mm-hmm. it's that day. Mm-hmm. Dr- don't tell me in October, you're having a black Friday sale. Like, no, <laughs> just tell me you're having a sale. Like it's fine. You know, I think, you know, talking about competition, more and more people are seeing like less and less sales on black on actual black Friday. Therefore Mm -hmm. the strategy of pushing up your sale to try to like one up your competition and beat them to the punch. But I don't know. It just, I don't, 
I don't buy into it, especially when it's a Black Friday sale in November 1st. Like, please just right. stop calling it that. <laughs> right. I, I feel like from like a logistical standpoint, if you're going to do a sale that kicks off like before Black Friday, like I'm, I have quite a few clients right now that are thinking that sales will kick off that Monday. So like okay. of the week of Thanksgiving, like sales will be like Monday to Monday. So like that Monday before and then end on Cyber Monday, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think you're right in that, like, maybe you're getting a jump on competition. Um, so, you know, maybe that's a good strategy for you. I think it can be beneficial if maybe you have a lot of different products in your shop. And so you mm-hmm. just want people to have a little bit more time, you know, to be able to like pick and choose or decide like what they want. So that's like a pro to it. One thing that I feel like is a recommendation, again, this is like purely a logistical end, is if you decide to do something like that, make the sale the same, like don't have some sort of extra incentive incentive off just on Black Friday. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like I've seen situations where it's like Monday to Thursday, it's 40%, but then just on Friday, it's 50% or like something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a nightmare waiting to happen. Like, don't do that because on your end, then you're going to have customers that are like, well, I just purchased. Now, why is it this way? And dealing with, you know, refunds or extra incentives going out or whatever, or like just a doorbuster on Friday. I don't know. I just, again, my brain goes to the logistics of like, that's a little bit of a nightmare with like dealing with customer support or like making sure deliverables are being met on like the sale end. Yeah, I think I've done things like that in the past. Now, I I I would say if you're going to do a promotion based on a day like you you touched on like it's 40% one day, it's 50% another day, I would if you I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. I just wouldn't do it in that order. I would do mm. you could do 50% off day 1, 40% off day 2. But and then same thing with like doorbuster. If it's going to be like you purchase something on Black Friday and you get an extra incentive that you didn't, that you won't get on Saturday or Sunday or Monday, I would just say like it's in your best interest to curb some of that customer nightmare by preparing your audience before Black Friday to, to tell them exactly what is going to happen for your Black Friday sale. Yeah. So almost every single sale I've ever had, I try to like prep my, at least my email list. And then I'll also like hop on Instagram stories or something wherever I'm showing up on social media and say, hey, just letting you know, like, next month or next week or whatever time frame you want to do, we're going to host our sale. This is exactly what you can expect. And like, tell your audience on Friday, you can save 50%. That's the only day you get to save 50%. And on Saturday, it's going to be 40% or whatever, you know? Um, but, but like doing that prep email, I think can like curb some of that customer, Mm -hmm. um, nightmare and be like, Hey, I gave you guys fair warning that this was like a, like a, it's cutting off situation. Absolutely. And like we said before, people know Black Friday is happening. Like Black Friday is not a surprise sale. Everybody in the world knows that Black Friday happens and is prepared to purchase. So like let them be even more prepared knowing what that discount or incentive would be. Um, Along those same lines, Megan, I know you've done doorbusters in the past with some of your sales. I feel like I remember one year you did like a different doorbuster every day. And again, me logistics is like, oh my gosh, (laughs) Megan. So I want to hear about that and that whole strategy. I didn't do it every day. So there's that. But I did do multiple doorbusters in one sale. Um, First of all, I think that 
door busters are just from like, I'm thinking about an actual retail store that sells a physical product. Door busters are a great way to get people in the door. Like that's why stores do that because they're trying to get you in the door. And then that way you'll hopefully shop all the other deals that they have. Similar for me, I run it online business with digital products, but doorbusters for me, like I never told my audience what my doorbusters were going to be. I just said, there is a doorbuster coming and you're not going to want to miss this. So in light of this whole concept of black Friday is extreme in competition, my customers who love me and want to purchase from me, when I kind of like tease out this concept that there's going to be something coming that they're not going to want to miss. And it's going to be an insane price. That's going to get them more likely to search for my email that I send on Black Friday, or more likely to hop on Instagram and search for my handle and see what it is. Um, Again, it's that concept of getting people in the door. And even if they're just opening an email, that's essentially getting them into the door and giving attention on my business and my brand on Black Friday so that they're more likely to go click to my website and shop, right? Um, So for me, I did doorbusters where they were, I mean, literally insane prices. And I think they should be. That's like what a doorbuster is. If you think about what retail stores offer, they're insane prices. And so mine were like less than $20 and you only had that 24 hour period to get it. And they performed really well. And I will say that I, um, I will say that I've also done doorbusters in the past where I didn't tell my audience I was going to do them, which I think is what you're talking about, Kat, um, where I've added a doorbuster into a sale. And it was because if I had a certain like revenue goal that I wanted to hit with my Black Friday sale, but I wasn't necessarily like confident I was going to hit it, I could quickly put together a doorbuster offer and offer it later on in the sale to help boost my numbers. And there would be times where like a doorbuster alone would make me like $1,500 or $2,000 on that one day that I offered it. And that's a huge jump in revenue, especially if you're not sure you're going to hit your goal that day. So examples of doorbusters, you mentioned like a a product you have just on like an insane discount, like even more discounted, you know, than everything else. But then what you were just talking about was that like a brand new product or can you talk about some examples there? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, essentially I teach content. So I have courses and memberships and all that stuff. So really I'm a content creator at the end of the day. And so I have things that don't necessarily fit into the lineup of what I sell. Um, So for example, at the time I was selling website templates, but a lot of people ask me or like seek me out to help them with marketing, right? Like they love either my email marketing strategy or, uh, you know, whatever. So, but it didn't really make sense for me to create marketing courses when I'm selling website templates, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So an easy doorbuster for me is to say, Hey, I'm going to host a live workshop. I'm going to teach you email marketing. I'm going to teach you how to create a marketing plan. These are examples of real live workshops that I did. You can come, you can learn. It's less than $20. Um, It's going to be a live class. You'll get the recording. That is an offering that I can put up really, really quickly because I don't actually have to have the, the content done, but I'm promising you a live workshop where I'm going to put together quality content and teach you, which my people want to learn anyways. So um, those really performed well for me. From a marketing standpoint too, y'all, that is such a great way to um, validate certain topics that your audience might be interested in. I did that when I 
um, launched my shop in 2020, the week of the shop, I said that the bonus for like, if they hit, if I think it was like, if you purchased $25 worth of whatever, then you got free access to a new masterclass that I did live. So it was the same thing. It was nice for me. I didn't have to have the masterclass prepackaged and recorded, but I was able to get seats, you know, fill up this live class and then test this content of do people want to learn this from me? So that's another really great way to like leverage that strategy too. Absolutely. And then of course, like after the fact, once I already had the product done and I have the live workshop, like I was able to actually sell that as a one-off product after that Mm -hmm. point. So it all worked for me. Um, while also serving my customers. So doorbusters, I think are a great strategy um, to implement if you want to try it. I like it. Okay, let's talk planning for Black Friday from our type B seven friends. Tell us, <laughs> Megan, because <laughs> you've, I mean, you just told, you told us the story of crew, like that year was not plant. Like you were just like, I'm going to do it. And here we're going to do it. But then I know you've also had years where you've done a little bit more of kind of like that priming work leading into the sale would mm-hmm. love to hear what either what you recommend or just what you feel like you've done the most. Um, first of all, I like, I wouldn't recommend that you do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably recommend that you plan more than I plan. Okay. I'm just like an off the, like, I always fly by the seat of my pants. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Like most black Fridays I'm doing the black Friday work the day that I was, but here's the thing, you guys, I want, (laughs) I, this is, this does not like discredit Megan. Clearly her black Friday sales are so successful. I think this can be a really great permission slip for all of you guys out there. Like when this episode goes live, it's going to be like the end of October. Okay. So you're like, we're like a month out from black Friday. So if you're sitting there thinking like, man, maybe I should host a sale. I don't know if I have time. I don't know. You probably have time. Okay. Simple strategy. You can do it. And so I want this to be the permission slip that while yes, you have the people like me that have had the project Trello board for Black Friday since the beginning of September, right? And like we're planning for the Black Friday sale, but then you also have people like Megan and it can work both ways. So Mm -hmm. still do a Black Friday sale, even if you feel like you haven't done as much of the pre-planning that you would have liked to. Yeah, I really, I do think that like, it is my goal to actually like not be myself and try to start like doing more (laughs) preparation just for the sense of like, it is time away from my family, like on those days and black Friday, I still consider part of Thanksgiving holiday. And so in the mm-hmm. past when I've done this and I've like procrastinated till the last minute, but I still want to host a black Friday sale. Um, I end up spending more time away from my family that weekend. And that's not something that I want to do. So I am going to, I am going to implement this year, like planning ahead, but I do think that it's important that we give that permission slip that like, even if it's November 20th and you don't have a black Friday deal ready to go. Like you can put it together and you can make money. I've done it in the past. Um, I don't think you have to like months ahead, have a black Friday plan. I think you can, I think like, you know, the more you plan and the more that you get strategic about something, the more successful it should most likely be right. Like Mm-hmm. I think the odds are in your favor that if you plan more and you get more strategic and you spend more time focusing on something, you're probably going to have a better end result. Right. Um, so I think like starting at mid October, end of October, just thinking through, okay, like, what do I want my sale to look like? Um, in terms of like how you're going to structure it. So is it going to be like four days 
of the same exact percentage off? Or is there going to be differences in the days of your sales? Um, or is there going to be like some offers available at some times and other offers that are available at other times, like really thinking through like, what do I want my sale to look like? And then also at that time period around October, thinking through like, how can I make sure my content for the next five weeks or whatever it is, whenever you start planning, like how can I make sure my content marketing from here to Black Friday is going to perfectly prime my audience for Black Friday? Meaning like you're going to really, once you know what your sale looks like and what offers you're really going to like focus on in that Black Friday promotion, then you can tweak your content marketing to focus on those specific offers. Um, now, I know some businesses are going to have a sale site-wide and you might have a strong array or a, not a strong, you might have like a vast array of different types of products, but use a little bit of you know, the data that you have in your own business, what are the most popular products that you have? Maybe your content for the next five weeks really focuses in on those more popular products. And then by, uh, by nature, again, you just need to get people to the door on Black Friday. That's the whole goal. So I would focus your content on what the most popular products are so that you can get them to the door on Black Friday. And then they're more likely to explore those other types of products that might not be your best sellers um, and determine if they want them at that time when they're working with that urgency play of like Black Friday ends in however many days you tell them it ends. Um, and then of course, if you have an email list, planning out what emails you're going to send and when you're going to send them. And really like you do not need to overthink your email marketing strategy for Black Friday. Again, it's just about being top of mind. I would think about your email marketing strategy as like, Instagram pre-algorithm. Like it was all about being the top on the list, right? Like you wanted to be that top post to get the attention. Um, so really it's just like, trying to like write emails that of course are going to help that person understand what your promotion content is, but it's okay to send more than one email a day and just really working through writing those emails. Cause that's the hardest part. Like writing the emails, I think is the hardest. It's the most time consuming part of black Friday, in my opinion, because once you write an email, you can easily take that content, put it into an Instagram post. Um, and then my natural, my, the way that I sell on social media on Black Friday is very, like, very natural. It's just hopping on a story to say, hey, we've got this deal or whatever. And I, might, I may like make a graphic or whatever for the day, but it's not like that intense of a situation to market my business on social media on Black Friday. And I think of all, like everything that you just said too, is, is helpful to think about through the lens of, in my opinion, Black Friday is for your audience. Like you were hosting a Black Friday sale for your warm audience, for the people mm -hmm. that are on your email list, that are following you on Instagram, that are potentially already ready to buy. Like they've got you on their like watch list. Like they know Black Friday sales coming, like it's an annual thing for you. Or maybe you announce now, like you're planning to do one and it's your first time, but like they're ready. Like it's for the people that already know you. And to me, that helps like almost alleviate the pressure. You, you don't necessarily have to work as hard to convince. Do you still need to sell? Yes, absolutely. But you're not targeting a cold audience. Maybe if you have an ad strategy that's for cold, but even that, I feel like your ads around a Black Friday sale are focusing on your warm people, focusing on people that know you, know what you have and are ready for that 40% off. Like they're excited that whatever it is you're offering is now on sale. 
I think that's such an important point to bring up because that changes everything around your messaging Mm -hmm. um, and really does take that pressure off. Like these people have been in your corner. They know who you are. They know what you do. They're just, they've been waiting on the extra incentive to say yes. Um, And that's the truth of Black Friday. It's all about discounts and people wait for Black Friday because they don't have the money to pay full price. And that's okay. And that's right. their choice to wait to Black Friday. And then you can show up and offer it to them if you want to. And this is your choice. Like you don't have to host a Black Friday sale if you don't want to. But I can tell you that if you are, you know, wanting a big bump in revenue, a Black Friday sale can absolutely help you achieve that. And along those lines, y'all, it's important when you're thinking about like your goals around Black Friday to set really realistic expectations based on like either the, your, the data in front of you, basically. So whether that's your list size with your revenue goals, but just like being realistic about what it is that you want. That's why with the clients that I'm working with, some of them are starting, like we started thinking about Black Friday in early September because there were larger revenue goals associated with Black Friday. And so it was like, okay, well, if we want to hit this number, we need X number of people to join our list by this point, right? Because now they're warmer. They've joined the list. They're getting nurtured. They're ready for the sale. Like there is a domino effect to that. And so that's where like, if you're thinking about that earlier, Mm -hmm. just like Megan said, like planning can't hurt, right? Like you're thinking about those things and getting those people in the door already warm to you and now ready for the 40% off sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think obviously I should probably start playing for my Black Friday <laughs> sales, but whatever. I'm going to I'm going to try to try to be try to channel my inner cat this year and plan Oh, ahead. stop. <laughs> no, actually I'm planning I'm planning to do a challenge I think with my membership and so that we can do it together. I love we can that. keep each other accountable that we're like going to do this. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah, I think that's so good. I think we should talk about like how you can structure a Black Friday sale. I know we talked about doorbusters, but um, some really like practical ways that you could structure a Black Friday sale um, that you might not think about. So one way I want to say is the obvious, like you determine how long you're going to host a sale for. Um, Typically it's like Black Friday to Cyber Monday is what people do. But of course you don't have to do it that way. You could do like, I'm going to do, one day on Black Friday and that's all. Um, But I think first of all, you need to pick how long your sale is going to be. And then um, you can sort of get creative if it's going to be more than one day. I mean, I guess if it's one day, you could still get creative and try different things. But again, you've got a lot of messages from a lot of brands coming in. So the likelihood that things are going to get missed is pretty high. Um, But Typically, people think if I'm hosting a sale from Black Friday to Cyber Monday, I'm going to give a percentage if it's 30 or 40% off or whatever, and it's going to be that and I'm hosting it for 40% off the whole time. That is like a traditional sale. And you could absolutely do it that way. That's the way I did my first one. Um, and I was really excited after that first sale. The next sale, I'm like, okay, I have to be difficult. I'm going to try something different. <laughs> um, but For me, if you're somebody listening and you do have quite a few different types of products, you might want to try something different than just 40% off of everything. So one thing that I did um, the next year, I think it was either the next year or the year after that, I can't remember, I had, so I still had those like PDF type templates. And then I had website templates, which is like totally different. And I also had some like 
classes and courses going on. Um, again, totally different type of product than a website template, like taking a course is completely different, right? So that year I decided I was going to try something like daily deals. Um, and so again, about like three or so weeks before Black Friday, I emailed my list and said, I'm so excited for our upcoming sale. Here's exactly what you need to know. Day one, this certain product is going on sale. So I determined a percent off that I was comfortable doing for that product type. And then I also added that doorbuster idea for day one. I said, Hey, there's a doorbuster. It's going to be an insane price. You're not going to want to miss it. And then so on and so forth. I listed out each day's worth of deals. And then on black Friday, say like black Friday, I did like my website templates, my full website templates were a percentage off. And that was the only day that you could get it for that percent off. Then the next day I did a different type of product, say maybe my courses and my classes on small business Saturday. Day, those were going to be a certain percent off. And that was the only day that you could get those courses at that percent off. And um, that strategy worked so well. I think um, Kat was just saying like, based your, based your goals on data that you have in front of me. So a year's prior, I'd made $3,000 in a sale. The next time I made $8,000 in a Black Friday sale. And so that was huge for me. I'm like, okay, I, clearly I'm doing something right. I still did my like off the cuff type B strategy of like not planning, but I made over double than the last time I did it. Um, so that is, that was such a fun way. And people loved the daily deals. Like, and actually did get them like looking at what's going on every day. Like they were actively searching for my business in their emails or on Instagram to find out, okay, I can't remember what the daily deal is today. Like, what is it? Let me see. Um, so that was such a fantastic strategy. And the reason why I really love that strategy too, is if you have different types of products, you can be a little bit more selective about the percent off for each type of product. And it's not as confusing as saying like up to 50% off. And when someone's like researching your website, trying to figure out like is 120 is 150 like percent off or whatever. Like, so if I wanted my website templates to be 40% off, but my course is only 20% off. I was easily able to like convey that message, if that makes sense. I also feel like that would be really helpful with your email marketing strategy. Well, any marketing, like even yes. on Instagram, but like, yes. then when you're talking that Friday, you could speak just to the person that needs a website template. Yes. So like your email could be like, so laser focused to like, here's your problem and I can solve it. Absolutely. And then the next day, same thing, laser focused. And so that's really strategic. It was, it was easier to talk about the products. And also I love Jeremy, like used to say, it gave, it gave me a reason to like show up and talk. Whereas, mm -hmm. um, you know, just like having a sale for four days and it's the same thing, no matter what, yes, you want to consistently show up, but you're sort of going to start feeling like you're beating a dead horse saying the same thing over and over again, where like the daily deal situation, like it gave me a fresh new reason to show up and speak. And it also made me, gave me that like inner permission slip that if I send multiple emails that day, um, Again, I'm not beating a dead horse. Maybe email one is like introducing the offer of the day and like just really like giving clear information. Today's deal is this product. It's this person off, go shop. Maybe I do a second email in the middle of the day and that email would be like more why you might want to invest in this type of product. Like, hey, if you're struggling with 
uh, A, I can help you with B because of this product and really like explaining the why almost as if you would like do a sales page, you know? And then maybe I would even send a third email because, hey, this is it. Like there's urgency at 12 o'clock or 12 midnight, whatever. This, this specific deal that you're looking at is going away. So it gave me this like permission slip to send multiple emails and not feel like I'm like, my audience is going to hate me, you know? Right. Right. No, I, I love that idea. Yeah. It, and it, it did, it did work. Every time I sent an email, I made more money. And I was like, I remember one black Friday, <laughs> one black Friday sale we made, I think it was like $15,000 and we were floored. I mean, Jeremy and I were like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like, Here's the champagne. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we yeah. made like 15,000 and it was, it was so fun to see, like, people are so scared to send emails, but it was like every single time I sent an email, we saw this, like the chart would bump up, would bump up. Like, and that's, it's, you got it. You have to show up on black Friday and you've got to do it like way more mm -hmm. than you feel comfortable with, or else you're yeah. not going to see the sales that you want to see. I love it. Gosh, it makes me excited for Black Friday. Now I'm like, oh, what's, yes. what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, so good. Okay, so closing thoughts, Megan, Black Friday. Um, any like words of encouragement to our listeners who are planning for Black Friday or maybe just now because of this episode thinking like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put together a Black Friday sale. Any, yeah, like just final words of encouragement for them leading into prepping for the sale. I would say to have fun with it. It I, I I loved it. And actually, if you've listened to a past episode, I do not like live launching. Um, hosting a sale is similar to a live launch. I will tell you that. But I think you can have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I would just say that don't feel don't feel guilty or don't feel weird about like showing up and selling because really like every single consumer on the planet wants you to sell to them on Black Friday. Like they are literally asking you to sell to them and tell them <laughs> about the deals and the offers that you have if you are gonna do some sort of deal. Um, and so that is your permission slip right there. Like you are invited to show up and sell. Um, and also encouragement, like this is sort of like discouragement, but encouragement wrapped together. But like the truth is you're going to lose followers and you're going to lose subscribers every single black Friday. It's like, I lose subscribers in droves and that's okay. Like that was their decision that I'm not the person for them. And like, we're just going to like bless them on their way out. And we're going to focus on the people that are like staying mm -hmm. and sticking around. And if you want to, even after a black Friday sale, maybe like a few days later, you can send an email to your list again and just say, Hey, I really want to thank you for sticking around. And like, it just humanizes your brand a little bit more to say, I know that we just hosted a big sale and I sent a million emails, but I'm really grateful for you. And I'm, I hope that you were able to get something that, you know, was on your list that you've been eyeing or whatever, but yeah, just encouraging you that black Friday is fun. You can make it fun and, and don't stress one bit if somebody leaves. I love that. Well, y'all, if you guys are planning to do a Black Friday sale, let us know. Um, 
send Megan a DM or me a DM. Um, tell us a little bit about it. And um, I know, again, this made me really excited for Black Friday for myself as a purchaser. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. I can't <laughs> wait to like get my goodies. But also as somebody that hosts a sale, like works with clients on a sale, it's just, it is a really fun time in business. So it is fun. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you in the next conversation. Mm-hmm.